Welcome to Film Study, an all-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi, and listen, we had a two-for-one with Haley this week (laughs) because we're back for Homecoming uh, to talk about Homecoming episode 203. It feels like we've been watching this show for longer than three episodes, but... No, I feel like I've been watching half a season of this this show. (laughs) Literally, literally. The universe is universing. Anyway, so don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment rate the podcast five stars all of that all of that good stuff and yeah hope that you enjoy it so me myself and i what did you think about this episode um i think it was actually a good episode i enjoyed it it was a really good episode i think i was like okay i liked the pacing of it it was giving good drama yes and I think the people that have complained about Simone not being how she was on All American mm-hmm. got what they wanted out of her this episode. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think the without, which is something that I appreciate, which is I'd probably give it like a, a solid, I want to say eight and a half just for that last family I want to say the family, so dinner, the family dinner scene was so good. <laughs> The family dinner scene so did it for me because we don't often get to see. <laughs> well, I'll get. I'll, I'll wait until uh, until we get there, but um, yeah, the the family dinner brought it up to brought it up another half a point for me. So it's like an eight point five. I would give it a solid eight. Eight point five is. I like that eight point. I'll give it an eight point five because I like what they, they did with Jr's character. So eight point five. Oh yeah, and his his little ho his little ho season. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's funny because that's who we we're talking about first anyway. So Jr. 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 Um, what is his old girlfriend's name? I do not remember her name. I don't know, but she's very pretty. She's I wish I remember beautiful. She's gorgeous. Uh, but anyway, he was like in a line to register. I guess he's an engineering major. We found that out this this episode. Smart uh, but king. he was smart. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Smart and hot. Smart and has looks. looks. <laughs> smart and exactly. has looks. Exactly. <laughs> yes, JR. Uh, but he was uh trying to do like this joint fraternity sorority thing and his ex-girlfriend was like, nah. Um, so then he ended up talking to Gabby, who was also an engineering major, and we know Gabby from Cam. Cam and the singing and the singing group. Um, but anyway, again, we're starting to see people um people recognizing that JR is hot on campus. So all of these girls are hollering yeah. at him. Which I feel like that's also been a criticism of the show. I mean, we were just <laughs> briefly talking about that before we before we hopped onto here, but letting you know these are hot people like these are attractive people and you know it's it's kind of uh unbelievable that they're not just being like especially jr like you're telling me this is the first time people are like oh jr is cute exactly exactly he's he's so charming what do you mean and he's like and he's in a fraternity so yeah it, i i don't buy this whole just because he's like good at baseball now that's like people are people are um noticing how especially because people that are bad at sports still have still get a lot of notice like it doesn't matter exactly exactly um but gabby was messing with him about that a little bit 
uh i did not really understand the clear line i of this like of connection between this scene and the rest of his storyline because i felt like it was very random and maybe i missed maybe i missed a scene maybe they deleted a scene but did you feel like they just jumped to jr apologizing to his ex-girlfriend i was like I I I i was like how did we get here Okay, it okay, it wasn't just me. They definitely like cut a scene for time because they have to stay within that like 42 minute 42 minute window, but they definitely cut a scene that like had his ex-girlfriend like explaining what happened. But it was just very weird to see him just like sitting talking to her and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Da, 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 da. It was just really and I was like, how did, really like what? I was like, what brought on this conversation? Like, what brought this one? Exactly. Like, how do how did we get here? How did we get here? Uh, and then it was really it was strange too because it wasn't it wasn't just like them having that conversation and closure about what happened, which was a very serious thing, right? Like she was she was um, trigger warning, she was raped, um, and so it's not like a light thing or something to just like gloss. I'm so over. happy they they like went back to that though. I'm happy that they went back to it, but also like the execution was just really was strange for me because then she kissed him and then he was just like, Oh, like we should get dinner. And then she was just like, Oh no, that was closure. And so it's just, I don't know. It like, felt very like, okay. rushed. It felt to me like they wanted to, ju- like they knew they had this thing looming over them. Hanging, and hanging they, over they were head, like, yeah, yeah, that they had to. Address. We have to, we just have to like settle this so we can move and on. We were like, they were like, we only got like five minutes of screen time for JR story. So we got to, <laughs> literally (laughs) they're just like oh apology kiss oh no that's closure (laughs) it's just jr was so unserious for that she was like okay (laughs) right exactly exactly uh and then by the end of it i guess he he and gabby got a little close in this episode and and by the end of it he had a date with gabby and he was just like they have i guess i'm gonna do a little a little hoe and season here and there here and there <laughs> watch them just play date oh and season they're just they're just <laughs> pretty i i'm She's actually so i like pretty. gabby i like gabby and i would love to see her outside did, i did not like gabby until this episode I'm gonna be real. I didn't like her singing group. It's called the. I don't know, but it reminds me of Glee, and it's just very. I like forget some of the names like on this show because I just, I don't know, say it so quickly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that they have such they have really cute chemistry and banter. They do. I was not expecting, and she keeps Jr. on his toes. And I think she actually keeps a lot of like any character that I've seen her in a scene with, she challenges that 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 other character, like her scene partner. I think the the actress, I don't know her name, but she's really good. And I've I've talked about this before, but like the guest stars, sometimes they like just hit on the guest yeah. recurring stars. And she's one of those that they hit with because she, you know, I, I felt her vibes with Cam when he was first joining the scene group. I thought that was going to be a little something that she was like, oh, I don't want you. And then, you know, when she was talking to Keisha, like she was, you know, I, I feel like she challenged Keisha as well to be a little bit better. And now we're seeing her with JR. So it's like she just has this dynamic where she's able to fit into the cast really, really well um and yeah i just feel like that's been a theme for a lot of the recurring characters for 
for homecoming and for all american but like homecoming in particular too with lando who we're gonna get to in a little bit so yeah they they've been been knocking it out of the park with the guest they've been doing a really good job (laughs) for sure but that was jr that was jr um where he said that he has this little this little hoeing season going on is at Amara's family dinner. Um, but before she got to the family dinner, which ended up being the last family dinner, uh, she <laughs> is just juggling being a president. And I've actually really enjoyed this storyline. I know <laughs> there's some like, you know, how much screen time are we spending on Amara? But I how really much, feel like How she's... much screen time are we going to give this adult? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know, it's... I like because, Amara. Because, yeah, I like Amara, and I like this screen time that we're dedicating to her without Marcus, and without Marcus's additional screen time. Because I feel like that, I don't know, just in the past couple of episodes... It's felt more seamless just focusing I, on Amara. Fe- it feels like a breath of fresh air not having Marcus in her seat. I'm not Lit- going to no, lie. Legitimately. Legitimately. I feel <laughs> youthful. I feel youthful watching them. Literally. Exactly. And it's just like it. Amara is like feeling feel, filling a Billy type of role where it's just like, okay, like this is an acceptable adult to have on here whereas with in the first season it was just like they were balancing like Marcus being in that role a little bit plus her being in that role plus their whole romantic storyline and it just felt so overwhelming to have all three of those dynamics going at once hopefully that romantic storyline does not come back look look you already know how I feel about <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a chemistry so i also hope it doesn't come back i'm sorry i just have to speak the truth um but essentially she's having like a rough time with the president of the student council who we found out later is nate's boo it's bf and you know simone as we mentioned she's she's getting a little feisty on this end so she simone takes it upon herself to like shoo the president of the student council away nico uh which was brave of her like Like, oh oh, okay yeah i'm like (laughs) it was really interesting and i'm surprised that all amara said was like oh so like tootie and the girls are still giving you trouble that she was just like well the way that we carry ourselves has consequences and i was just like amara's typically like very upfront with simone so i don't understand why she was like speaking in riddles (laughs) like I was surprised she was like, Simone, what's, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Like, what are you doing? Which she's like, the way we, I don't know, the way we carry ourselves. Like, I don't know. Just tell her that she's acted out of pocket. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so but anyway, she did it. Bed this, this entire episode. <laughs> she was <laughs> not. <laughs> she was like, I know you don't. I know you see us talking. <laughs> girl okay she's the president like presidents demand attention calm down um (laughs) no it was really funny though it was hilarious i'm not gonna lie um but then obviously after that encounter nico starts a yard yak yard yak just keeps coming up but (laughs) it is 
Um, which is funny. I'm surprised they haven't taken down Yard Yak, like in the realm of the TV show, because Yik Yak, which it's based off of, I feel like we had that on my campus for a total of like maybe six or eight months, but like just the rampant bullying <laughs> that was there, like it, it it got taken down immediately. Call Olivia like a name on this platform. What that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, like, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a, like, you know, storyline where it's just, like, oh, we have to get this taken down. Because Yard Yak is, I feel, like, defunct now. I don't think it exists anymore because of how much uh, it was used as a, as a like, bullying type of, type of place. But um, that was that. Uh, so she's going to seek advice over this whole thing about you know, showing favoritism to the people that are at her family dinners and her her niece and all that stuff. Uh, and by the way, I have to add this in there. When I was live watching the show, I was screaming because <laughs> when I saw when I saw Zeke with Cam, and this is again before we do the twist. Before we do the twist, I was like, not not Amara's boo coming through (laughs) and that was in his scene with Cam I literally tweeted that before and then we got this twist where Cam was like I literally have a note because I I take notes as I watch the show and I literally have a note of Cam being like oh it's because Keisha said you got a new girlfriend I'm like new girlfriend no we need him to be with Amara like literally I had plans to talk about that and then when they showed the little wine scene where he was at her house, I was screaming. I was so happy. I never lose. <laughs> I enjoy them more than I would like to admit. <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, I don't know. I was just thrilled. Obviously, I hear it in my voice I was thrilled I was thrilled with this because not only did I like want this to happen but I like predicted it and didn't even know I was like look at Amara's boo only for him to actually turn out to be Amara's boo (laughs) in the kiss and he was just like you know I don't know I had to the the perks of not being present anymore I don't have to keep people at a at an arm's distance I could actually tell the girl I like I like them. I like them so much, though. I think they're they're really cute. And I feel like their angst would give. Like he would just be like, "Yeah, they're what Grace and Billy could have been." (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even gonna acknowledge that. (laughs) Just better. Oh my gosh! No, but what's what's really interesting though is I feel like he challenges her in a way that Marcus just does not like. I feel like she will always end up overpowering or like just, I don't know. You would always side with Amara over Marcus because Amara is really Marcus seems kind of lost with her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like he's not, it's very unsure of himself around her and Zeke is not unsure of himself. And I think that makes for a better, better dynamic. And, and they would make it out on the couch too. I said, uh uh-uh. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl. Oh my goodness. Zeke was plotting in the background for Zeke was plotting. Can we talk about that? Because this happened over Christmas break. 
Marcus is losing was really women plotting in, real life in the background. And on the show. <laughs> Uh, not not Zeke swooping in when Marcus is taking a mental health break. Like, <laughs> no, Marcus is so nasty for that though. <laughs> Marcus or Zeke? No, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke is nasty Zeke is, for that. Zeke is nasty for that. Um, yeah, Zeke is very nasty for that. Um, anyway, he gives her advice and he uh end up seeing the the favoritism post on on Yard Yak, uh, and essentially. She thinks about that all day, comes to the conclusion that she's going to stop the family dinners, which she announces to, <laughs> announces to the table. And she's always so dramatic, bro. She's always so dramatic. And she was just like, I have a little news. And she was like talking about like whether or not Nico was the one who posted it. And we'll get to that in a second. But she was just like, regardless of who posted it, I have some news. So much so that Lando was just like, oh, should I... <laughs> Should I, should I leave? I don't know. I don't know. Lando being there was like okay. It was so um like I was here for it because I I saw the buzz and I'm here for the triangle slash square. I'm sorry, I am, but it was just like for him to be there at that moment where she's suddenly being like, oh yeah, we're not having this anymore. Plus, like the drama with Nate. Like I was just like Lando is getting us. Who's show. gonna tell Thea? Dinner next week and like, and be like, oh, where's everybody? Because we, 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 we all know Damon's not, we all know Damon ain't telling that girl anything. Damon is gonna tell her. No, he won't. <laughs> Simone would tell her before Damon would. Honestly, I was literally about to be like, you know what? Actually, I feel like Simone would be the one to tell her. Be like, <laughs> Despite all of their, hey, um, their mess right know. now, Simone's gonna tell her. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so that was a weird like bomb to drop on them. And I don't think she needed to say it in the way that she did. I thought that was very weird. How she just was just like, I need to stand up and make this announcement. This is our last, this is the last supper. (laughs) She should go into acting. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, but I, I love I love Lamara. I really do. Um she's I honestly she's a really interesting character. And again, I hope that they this has been a lot of her figuring out how to be the voice of the students and this and this and that. But I still want to see her struggle with power. Like I want to see her not be good, not be a straight line character, like, but to really challenge her. Um you know, I don't want her to be as messed up as Billy, but I, I, I need her to have some little mess up moments, just little ones, not, not as bad coming as Billy, for yeah. Billy. When you know I like him, <laughs> but I totally agree, though. I like him. I totally agree. Billy has um, no type of. Billy has like he was not good at that at all. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Billy. I feel like Billy always catches strays on my homecoming, like. <laughs> honestly i should be like uh, honestly she should she should have a little grace moment let me let me give billy a break because you're on here let me it's, she should have a little grace moment a little grace <laughs> messing up moment because grace be messing up too period grace messes up and you know what let me not get started on grace let, let's get back <laughs> exactly. to homecoming. <laughs> exactly let's get back to homecoming 
No, but as we mentioned, uh, there was this mess around Nico that caused dinner at family, uh, that caused mess and chaos at family dinner. Um, so Nate was like, as we saw in that promo, kissing her boo in the elevator. And we were like, who is this? Only to find out that he was the, the student council president. Um, but JR and Gabby peeped Nate as she was kissing her boo. Uh, and here's the thing with Nate's character, and I want to get your thoughts on this. She is genuinely very, like, I just said that Amara is very dramatic, but Nate is also dramatic as well. <laughs> because Nate's very when, dramatic. When JR and Gabby caught her, she was just like, what like I don't even I don't even remember what she said but it was something along the lines of like what are you doing here (laughs) it's just like no Nate is so funny because she was kissing him and then JR and Gabby noticed they say one thing to her and and she's like let me tell you everything that happened <laughs> but before that, she was just like, "Oh, y'all need to mind your business." <laughs> you're just, literally kissing in front like, of, you're literally well, kissing in, the, in front you, of everybody, right? And she was like, "If you must know," <laughs> and she was so soft spoken about it too. Like you're whispering. Outside. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was just like, just speak normally. <laughs> but it was a touchy. It was a touchy subject because, as we know, she was hiding from Keisha. Was she um, really hiding though? I I think that she was because because Simone made a comment too that was just like, oh, where you, where have you been? Um, so she was she was hiding the relationship, no, just kissing and, kissing him, and like you said, oh, middle of campus. You said she was pulling a Jordala, yeah. <laughs> she was pulling a Jordala. <laughs> she was pulling a Jordala, uh, yeah. So obviously not hiding in the sense of you know she was k- kissing out in the open. But hiding in the sense that she wasn't really updating her friends, which she normally does. Yeah. Um, and I, despite the dramatics with with finding, with like Jr. and Gabby finding out, uh, I really actually appreciated how grounded Nate was in this episode, um, because it's the first time we've seen her. I think struggle with something that's not the moral high ground. And I think that's yeah. really similar to Amara because I think that Nate is always the voice of reason. Um, or when she is, when we have seen her struggle in the past, it's been for really, really like justifiable things right it's been for someone who is mis uh misusing her pronouns and different things like that so it's never been something that's like morally ambiguous um but this time it was just like as we find out from keisha right she's just like oh keisha doesn't like him um so i'm i'm keeping it under wraps and then when we get this family dinner and we get this blow up and she finally is like nico is my boyfriend um Keisha's just like you're getting back together with the guy that made you cry and is a narcissist like and like went off so went funny. off 
It I was, probably, it was I would hilarious, have not announced but it, I was dating him in front of everybody. That that's just me though. Well, and that's what I'm saying, and the, so that's why why it was just really interesting to see her struggle with again something that was like sort of ambiguous because it, we see that Nico is not necessarily the best person, so we can understand where Keisha is coming from and saying like, "Oh, I watched you cry for X, Y, and Z," and you know this person is a narcissist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so it's very interesting to see Nate in this position where it's like it's not a clear cut. Like uh, she's not. It's not black cut. and white. It's not black and white, and she's also sort of on the wrong end of things because, because like, why are you with this I narcissist? Mean, she 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 likes him though. I mean. When you're with somebody that you like, they could be ter- They could be t- for some people, they could be absolutely terrible outside, but to you, they're like you know they're perfect, and that's what Nate is representing. Yeah, and it's been really grounding for her because we've seen every other character have a moment where they've screwed up and like unintentionally right it's like they're not doing these things on purpose and i love that we finally get to see nate do the same thing as well because she is usually that voice of reason and so now it's like "Mm, just like we tell simone and just like we tell keisha and just like we tell everybody else to take their own advice you need to do the same thing because if nate was on the other side of this she would be like and what are you doing (laughs) Because everybody uh, so has I, their one um, exception to their rule. Right. Exactly. This exactly. So I'm really interested to see where this story goes, but especially interested to see how we've never seen family dinners be this explosive. Even in the midst of no. all of the awkwardness, Damon, Thea, Simone, all of that awkwardness, all of the tension between JR and Damon last, um, last uh, season. Like we never saw it get this explosive. Keisha telling her own man <laughs> to shut up. To shut up? <laughs> to say, don't talk to me. <laughs> that was so funny. I'm so sorry. It, no, it was so funny. He was, it was just he like, was shocked. <laughs> he like all of us were shocked. Did she like it was like Keisha became a totally different, different person. But we know one thing about Keisha, she's gonna speak her opinion. We saw she it happen is, with Simone but it was and Damon. So, and, it, and it got, like, Keisha speaking her opinion on this dude got everybody, obviously Cam was trying to calm her down. She was like, oh, don't talk to me. And then Damon's on the other side of the table. Do you got to date him? Do you, you got to date him? Like, You're not dating him? It's like, whoa. This? I Keisha Lando loves in the Nate corner. so much, in the I forgot Lando was like, in the seat. <laughs> I know Lando was just like the awkward, like the awkward, Damn, like, like this is this is what y- y- y'all do. The stuffed animal meme where they're just looking side to side. <laughs> if I was Lando, I would have been so entertained. I'm sorry, I would have eaten my food on the show. <laughs> I literally just yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it was honestly. It was again one of the highlights of the of the episode, of the episode. <laughs> for me. For me, because again, I just don't think we've ever seen 
all of the characters in that much direct conflict and for for the center of this conflict to it wasn't a like necessarily about Nate but for her to be like the catalyst of this conflict and the like because uh because she was dating Nico like that is the catalyst for all of this drama it was just really it was really interesting I don't know it was so good it was so good I'm, I'm excited to see how Nate and Keisha are gonna react are gonna yeah get along in the future yeah especially because Keisha was so not here for it not here for it um so yeah that'll be that'll be really interesting but speaking of Keisha child Keisha's still worried about dance classes <laughs> she's still trying to impress her professor which we understand which we understand meanwhile Cam's dad comes back um continuing the all parents are trash except for Laura <laughs> except for Laura <laughs> All the parents are trash. No, uh, honestly, it's on it, my favorite parents uh, in the universe are probably Laura and Kina right now. They're my favorites. Um, huh? Kina, Kina Sims. She did a she did a one eighty turnaround oh. last season. My 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 favorite Billy and Laura. Those are my 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 favorite. Even this Billy, I cannot get on the Billy train. But anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Cam's dad was bad. Cam's dad was bad, uh, and he like barges in while he's talking to Keisha. But he was like fine to he was fine to Keisha, but he's just essentially like you know your mom. You don't, you don't knock move back. Hmm? All right, There's nobody no ever knocks in TV. And shout out to the actor that plays Cam's dad. I grew up with his sons in real life. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's crazy. But he's, I don't remember, he looks super familiar. I don't remember where I know him. He's from Heart of Dixie. He was Heart of Dixie too. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Um, But yeah, so he was uh, essentially saying that Cam, Cam's mom and him wanted Cam to move back to LA uh, because of this whole school situation. And Cam starts to tell him about the grants and the jobs and tells him that he wants to pursue music. I was a little bit confused about this because were we not, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but were we not introduced to this whole Cam music storyline because his family was so musical and like really good with music? I think so. They're, they're, they're trying to give him a Troy Bolton moment and I'm just like, why? <laughs> Well, it doesn't make sense. And again, it's why because literally the whole basis for this was that Cam didn't want to do what his family did. So now his family doesn't want him to do what they've been doing. I don't know. I was just very confused because I was just like, I know for a fact, for a fact that they said that the music thing was a family thing. And now the dad is just like, that's not a real thing career <laughs> maybe it's the mom's side of the family we don't know but even his mom like back it seemed like the mom backed up the decision to be moving back to la so i don't know it was just really i've you know i need them to explain prices are raising maybe they're they want him to have a more secure job <laughs> they said we well and even if it was even if we got a simple line that was just like it was so hard 
raising you and struggling to make ends meet and so we don't want that for you but that's not how they attack that storyline they really just had him being like music isn't a serious thing um and then obviously like he went to go he was gonna have dinner with like zeke and keisha and you know here came out whatever keisha couldn't show up also shout out to keisha and kim having scenes that don't involve each other this entire they had one scene shout out to that praise god praise god because i was like do they not know other people okay i'm not not gonna get on a whole rant about that but i agree i agree and i was very excited that even though their storylines did overlap that it was you know we actually saw we saw cam with zeke and we saw cam with his dad and we saw keisha with the with the professor and it wasn't like them 24 7 um just because again their storylines just always seem to involve each other and this is dating all the way back to the beginning of the last season and it's just time for a break this is time for a break yeah because she told him to shut up so right and how is he how is he gonna deal with that i also think that they need to touch on sort of the way that keisha blows off cam at certain points because this is not the first time that she it's it was hilarious but this isn't the first time that keisha has like said some sideways stuff to cam um and i don't think it'll be the last so i do i actually really enjoyed keisha this episode though no okay because when we get to when we get to like david and simone she had some really keisha they always give keisha really really great one-liners and i am just here for them all the time um but yeah uh cam cam ends up singing live lift every voice <laughs> then sing till I then. it wasn't beyonce's version but it was a good version it wasn't beyonce's version but it was a good version. That is so funny. Let us march on. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, it really actually it sounded really, really, really good. Uh, and Cam's da- dad came to watch, and um, Keisha ends up telling Cam that his dad came to the game and that they're they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. So it was a nice little. It was a cute little storyline. And it, like you said, I I love that it wasn't just keisha helping cam with this problem but i love that they brought zeke back in and i love that we saw more of who cam is as a person because again we don't even see him in scenes with damon and they're supposed to be roommates you would think they, we no. literally see at least somebody both. in this show though gets a nice <laughs> relationship somewhat with their father exactly exactly so that was that was that that was that um damon damon finds out like that lando is on the team he's just like i'm not gonna be nobody's number two and it was just this whole thing where i honestly think it was this could have been wrapped up quicker um but it was like damon arguing with jesse and you know lando finds out about all the dad drama and so essentially what happens is Jesse was trying to make Lando the starter, but after some <laughs> encouragement from Damon, I'll, I choose to call it encouragement, but after some encouragement from Damon, Lando, and Marcus, they have a pitch off, uh, which Damon eventually wins. Um, and so Damon ends up starting the game and, and winning the game. But I feel like the whole, the undertone of this story, I feel like was less about 
Damon and Lando and more about sort of these power dynamics between these two and actually like four black men. And it was really interesting because Jesse trying to flex muscle on Marcus. <laughs> what did you think about that? I thought it was so unserious. Like, okay, you're, you're the coach. Like, do your job. <laughs> I was so... I was like, Marcus like, overstepped. You ever though. undermine my like, decision Marcus. again? It's like, do you didn't even play baseball like that. Like, wasn't he a pro? Wasn't Marcus a pro player? So what are you talking about? I just Jesse feel... is just so unserious. No, and he throwing hats in the room. Like, okay, right. And then, and here's the thing. And he was just like, oh, don't tell me how to coach my son. And it was like, oh, all of a sudden he's your son now. You wasn't claiming him. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say that. (laughs) No, that really rubbed me the wrong way because he was like, and I'm like, literally, he knows your son better than you do. You didn't even. Does Damon know that that you claim him as yours? Literally. It doesn't even. David doesn't doesn't even know that you claim him as your son. Like, what are you talking about? Um, But at the end of it, you know, after all of that mess, right, Jesse calls Marcus in and he's just like, after the game and after seeing how Marcus is with Damon, he's just like, could you tell me about my son? Could you tell me about Damon? Again. He could have talked to Damon. <laughs> Damon is alive. Damon is alive and well. It's very straight and it's just like, I don't there's no way that they're trying to use this as a redemption arc for him, right? Because it's just like you literally can't even talk to him you yourself. Call it just him. bothers me. You're his coach. You could actually force him into a room with you. Literally. You really literally. And it's just like all of this vulnerability that you're showing with Marcus, you don't think Damon might, Damon might appreciate, appreciate that? Are you gonna have we even seen you apologize? No, <laughs> like maybe maybe I mean, it would help with Damon's anger issue just a little bit. Just like maybe it would help with Damon like, just, just you know calm down just, a little bit. But he Jesse just bothers me so much and gets under my skin. Um, so that was like an interesting thing to see Jesse try to flex his muscle only to come back and be like, okay, no, I I need to learn some things from you, and I feel like Lando helped Damon in a similar way in a less toxic way, but. Lando was just like, look, you know, I saw you, I saw you with your dad, I saw you with our co- your coach, but like, even though you had a good game today, this is going to come back up again, um, and you can't be worried about like that, you essentially have to be worried about your legacy, and I really appreciated that from Lando, like, I don't know, it was like beyond the competition beyond the i'm better than you beyond the the um struggles that they've both had since lando's been introduced on the show lando seeing damon truly struggling with this life-changing news and being like because i don't think lando dislikes it i don't think lando has a real problem with damon besides the baseball thing i think he yeah i actually really like that yeah, no, it was it was really inspiring, I think, to see. And it just gives, I think, shades of who Lando can be as a character. Um, because they respect, they might not like each other, right? But they respect each other. And I appreciate yeah. that. And that Lando is a good enough dude 
that he's just like this is like some crazy things going on and like it didn't affect you today but it's it's going to affect especially you especially because so they, they didn't let Watch him out. sit down at that, that table that was really nice. right and they, they haven't been necessarily welcoming to him and then Damon was you know, you know trying to take Simone's advice and sort of psych him out and stuff like that but he took the, all that in stride and so I don't know I appreciated these like the writers just giving slow hints short hints about who Lando is as a full person rather than this like antagonist for Damon. So I really I really like that and I'm really excited to see where his character goes. Speaking of Simone. Speaking of Miss Simone Hicks. Miss Simone Hicks. Which we haven't gotten a good Simone Hicks in a while. I need that back. They need to bring that back in the next episode. We, we are in our it. season two slow burn just you know. And we about to get a triangle and I'm here for it. Um <laughs> But yeah, Simone was looking at film, which they have not shown her doing at all up until this point, and I really appreciated it. I just appreciate the little details of the sports because it is a sports drama, so I'm like, we need to... We need to show the aspect of, you know, them caring about the The very important aspect of being a student athlete. Exactly. Um, And we get this little... (laughs) It was literally like, for Rome, we saw the high high Rome, by Rome... (laughs) because they asked they asked Simone about him and she's like oh yeah he was getting a little ho tappy for me <laughs> he don't talk oh, about right now that's, we're not seeing him again literally we're never seeing Rome again in life which is so funny because it's like all of that all of, the, all of that build up for two episodes only to be like okay <laughs> you're done <laughs> he doesn't even go to school anymore he transferred could you imagine like being an actor and being like, oh, I'm like I'm, I'm with the main character. You're like, oh wait, what? Only two episodes, but we had some good kisses. Like, <laughs> it was just such a, and it was so random too because it was like, I don't know, it felt like a true TV show moment where it was just like, there's nothing wrong with this character that the audience saw at all. But they're just like, oh We're yeah, this person. Oh, they had some problems. <laughs> and by the way, for anybody, literally, by uh, and to define uh, Hotep for people that that don't know, it's essentially like very like black spiritual, but like in a patriarchy and super hyper masculine type of way, and um. Yeah, so it's just it's kind of like sexism, but like to the extreme and black, black power mixed up in there as well. So it it is just really it's just like so random. It was really really random, but I don't know. I appreciated it because I was just like, it's the little things that remind you that this is a TV show. What happened to Ro? Oh, that's no more, honey. That's no more. <laughs> We're not seeing him again. We're not seeing him again on this show. Um, like him literally uh and she could have just said that she could have just been like oh he's not for me no oh he got a little hot tuppy you want that i appreciated <laughs> that though i thought that was hilarious <laughs> what if that was just like an in- improvised line like the actual line was just like oh yeah it's just like jeffrey didn't work out she's like oh no if <laughs> i could imagine jeffrey saying something like that 
<laughs> literally and that's why i just think it's so brilliant like i loved that line obviously i'm spending like six minutes on it but it was just so it was so perfect it was so perfect um and it was perfect to introduce who we would see simone as in this episode and really embracing her bad b era as she called it but uh they have this really and i actually don't think that we've gotten this since the beginning of the show but them having that conversation about busing and integration and really showing sort of that black people aren't a monolith and that there's so many sides and that you can explore about being being black in america on hbcus uh and it was really great to see that discussion again this discussion also reminded me that simone is supposed to have a work study job and we've never seen it simone doesn't go to work (laughs) simone never works uh Somebody's paying for Spirit of patience? I'm kidding. Okay. Don't do that. I'm kidding. That was a joke, though. You Simone works. She's an athlete. Poop. You could have said spirit she, of poop, she, <laughs> she works. She's an athlete. I'm just making a joke, everyone. I'm just making a joke. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. And I'm like, are we gonna, are we just abandoning the whole work study thing? Or what's You know, what's I think here? it's like, we know she goes, it's like how we, we like knew Spencer had a job, but we never saw him. But we saw him at that job, no? But not any, like, eventually we stopped seeing him at the job. We're just gonna assume That's he has true. One. That's true. But I think the, the thing is, like, we at least established that, like, we had seen him several times at the job. Yeah, but we need to and see like, her we- at a job at least, like, three times. I think yeah. I think I just feel like we just need to see her at least like once, once at this work Um, because it was so central to her staying at Bringston. I don't know. Um, but they have a really good discussion. I really enjoyed like just listening in on that discussion at the top of the episode, and obviously, uh, Lando sort of calls her argument simple, and she's just like, "Oh well, blah 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 blah." So we see that Simone is again embracing this sort of like mean girlness because of how she was treated on the tennis team. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are still pushing her around. Like it's Simone, Simone can't catch a break. But then Simone decided to push back. She decided to push back. She only shared the film breakdown. She only uh, shared the film study breakdown that she did on their opponent with people who were her friends um she as we mentioned she did you didn't like that i did not like that she did that but i think that was a good learning experience from her for her to go through i just didn't like that she she was being that was nasty i didn't see i understood why she did it so it wasn't like a this doesn't make sense to me, but I was like surprised that she didn't share the breakdown only because yeah, it is, that's, like, that's, that's it's a team. I mean, I mean it, it's a it, team it is, sport. It's a, it's a team. You are a team. You are a team. And again, I said, I think it's a, I said it's a team sport, but it's a, you're a team as you know, this group on college. And so it was really surprising that she, and it's not like they didn't know that she was doing these things. She was like, Oh, you know, basically like holding up the pit, like, look what I did. <laughs> And you can't have none. It was just really interesting. And then when she when she refused to let Lando sit down, and well, here's the line that I love that Keisha said, when she was just like, "Oh no, y'all rude as hell. <laughs> y'all rude as hell." 
No, Keisha was, she was like a fine young brother or something like that. She can sit down at the table. I was like, thank you for acknowledging that he's fine. Second exactly. off, Keisha is so funny. She's I would be mad too. Like like, that. Y'all athletics are harsh by by artistic vibe. I'm, I'm going to go meet my daddy. <laughs> they give Keisha the best lines. She's like, I'm going to go meet my daddy. Go to class. Like, it's so funny. She didn't even meet him. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So she, so again, Simone did that whole breakdown and it, it's, they're called Willis Cobb. So it was the predominantly white school that it, they were uh, Princeton was going to merge with. Um, Thank God we didn't. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so we we see that, and you know we see her teammates, and we see Brinkston go against Willis Cobb. Simone wins her match. Her other teammates um, don't win theirs. And then her, who is it? I think it's Tootie. Tootie comes up to her, and she's like, "Oh, why are you not cheering for your team?" And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you won your match. We do this as a team. And the fact that you don't see that is a problem. No, I think that's her coach. Her coach said that, right? Yeah. That was like her coach. And it's like, I really struggle with this episode because I think that Simone learned a valuable lesson in being a team because I think it was wild that homegirl was just snacking on some concessions while her teammates were playing, even if they didn't cheer for her. I don't know. It's... It's like a because good sportsman Simone thing. Simone is just so sick of taking the high road because she had been taking the yeah. high road. But I think it showed that even if these other people are not treating you as well, you still have a responsibility to this team and to yourself. Yeah. And I think it's more to yourself than to your team. And again, I understand why she did it. I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah I thought they it was horrible I didn't love it, but I, I liked the decision because I was like, okay. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Um, And it was crazy because, like, when her coach is coming up to her and saying these things, like, oh, the fact that you don't see that, it's a problem. That that as a problem is a problem. And I was just like, but it wasn't a problem when the whole team was talking about Simone behind her back and there was this whole rumor that she – purposefully injured Thea and obviously you've seen that these girls are like essentially like bullying. Cause where was Thea? Just not in the episode. Uh and she can't be on the court, I think, because they like banned her from the court because she re-injured herself. Uh but it was really interesting to hear this coach try to chide Simone for <laughs> for not being a good teammate. When it's like you watched like yeah, you've watched weeks of bad behavior from not only the team but also yourself as a coach, and you're you have you have the nerve to come in some more. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting because it goes into this idea of you know Simone has been good this entire time, but she did one bad thing and like she's getting reprimanded for it. When you yeah. know her, when you know like that's not within her character to normally do. Exactly. And she got pushed significantly to be put in this spot. Yeah. And so it does make sense that she's reacting this, in this way. And she did learn the lesson, right? She has a whole talk with Damon about, you know, there's, you know, a balance between being the doormat and the mean girl. Um, and, you know, by the end of the episode, right, she's, like, inviting Lando to dinner. And um, 
and then things like that. Also, I don't know. I just thought it was cute. Side note that Lando brought dessert because don't nobody ever bring anything there. And I'm like, Lando, your parents raised you right because don't don't they, none of these kids ever bring nothing <laughs> to family dinner. They always just like they help. They're but, trying like, to they make me like him more than I should, and I don't appreciate it. No, Lando, I see the buzz. I see the buzz. Um. But yeah, it was it was funny. It was funny. And so, yeah, it was just interesting that 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 was the core that they were trying to balance is, you know, letting Simone know that she, again, doesn't, she can find a balance between standing up for herself and being a mean girl. Um, but I hope that they, we see this on the other the other side too like i hope that we see her teammates being better teammates to her her coach being, being better a better coach to her because i hope they got yelled at too right or like are you just yelling at simone or what is this and i yeah, like, like get uh damon's explanation that she has ex- she has higher expectations for you but also these girls have been on the team for what two three years at this point so it's like they're older than her too like, like they're older they're more experienced simone has just gotten back into tennis so it's like she was a walk-on like they're so yes she's a natural born leader but also like y'all can't just be giving passes to these other girls and so I hope that we see that and (laughs) I think it will be interesting to see in the future when Simone comes into contact with some struggles will she revert to the mean girl nature again yeah I've never looked at someone as a mean girl which is interesting yeah I think Simone just has moments where she is really, really blunt. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily call it mean. Well. Well. I think she was mean in this episode, but. <laughs> I do think she was mean in this mean, episode. Mean in this episode. I understood episode. it, though. <laughs> I, understood, I understood why she was mean, and I think that she learned her lesson, and it was entertaining. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But. That brings us to predictions. Thanks for listening to Film Study, an All-American Universe podcast, and stay tuned for our predictions for the next episode of Homecoming.